live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. Hour 2 on a Tuesday, September 13. Toby and T.J. back with you. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. T.J., you were out in the middle of the ref army on Saturday. Were you impressed? It's an ugly bunch, but I was impressed, yeah. Now, what are you doing? <laughs> a lot of them, wasn't there? Uh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of people got to meet on uh, Saturday, so it was a good time. Very cool. Well, we people, appreciate uh, everybody. Where's else? Toby? I said Toby only works one hour for us on mm-hmm. Saturdays. Uh, he's not out here all day like I am. And right. So we would have right. a laugh about that. <laughs> <laughs> a good a good laugh was had by all. Um. Well, we appreciate it, folks, and we will be all over it this Saturday as well. Pre-game coverage starts at 7 a.m. Saturday from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. Is that our first – is that when we flip the switch, or is uh, Parker coming on earlier than that? No, no, no. We'll have just uh, – 11 a.m. kickoffs, we'll just have the regular three-hour pre-game. Okay. So you guys the first hour, and then Travis and Tyler the second hour. They'll give more details about where they're going to be. Um, oh, yeah, they're going to be up there Friday, right? They're going to be up there uh, Friday at... They're in Omaha. Hold on, they? let me uh, stretch over to see this calendar. I can't read it from here. I heard this yesterday. I think they're in Omaha Friday. TJ mm-hmm. will be right What's back the with us, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the, session room. the session room on Friday in Omaha is where they'll be Ooh. from uh, noon to, to what 6. What is that? Uh, I think it's a restaurant? local establishment there in Omaha, yeah. Okay. Right. So Parker will be there from 12 to 2, and then Travis and Tyler, and not sure Ted's situation on Friday with the flight and everything, and if he'll be there on site. I can tell you or, exactly when he's getting there. I, I, I know when he's getting there. There's just oh, okay. questions with Ted, you know, so the session <laughs> yeah. room on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, uh, but on Saturday, if it all works out, they will be um, they'll be with a a uh, local rock group at a RV in an RV park there in the what? RV parking. So the details still aren't. A uh, local you know, I'll rock let Tyler group? give that de- those details as they pan out throughout the week. So, uh, like, uh, not rock group, but I think they're rock. Like, hillbilly, uh, like a rock, country you rock can't. type group. Uh, hillbilly Vegas, uh, perhaps, will be involved with this. They're so. going to have a, they're going to have a, uh, a RV. Yes. And we're going to be doing our show from their tailgate setup. Yes, hopefully, if all pans out. Uh, still That's nervous cool. over this, but yeah, it, it should be cool if it all works out, and I think it will. But and mm. these are Sooner fans. These are Sooner fans. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Huh. So, okay. but session room definitely on Friday from noon to six. If you're up there hanging out in Omaha. Hey, we got some good news yesterday. The Kansas State game, seven p.m. kickoff next week. Seven p.m. How about that? Fantastic. That means. The lights will almost be in full 
uh, force yeah. on uh, that game. So it'll be pretty close to dark by 7 uh, this time of year. Great we'll news. Out. It's going to be a big-time game, too. Um, if the Sooners can take care of business this week, Kansas State looks great so far. And uh, Ted's in love with them again. Look out. Yeah, he's moved from Baylor to K-State now. <laughs> he's back to K-State. <laughs> um, so they, they do look good. They, they've looked good so far. They just smashed Missouri uh, last week. So, yeah, but we got a 7 o'clock kick, TJ. No 11 a.m. start. We get another night game in Norman. We get the LEDs again. Great news. It'd be fun. It'll be a good environment. Like you said, that's painting out to be a much bigger game than I thought. I thought, you know, it'd be a difficult game, but um, they're looking really good early on. So that should be a great environment. I have in front of me uh, 21 candidates suggested by the Omaha World Herald. 21? Ooh, they Barry Trammell working for Omaha now? To be the next head coach of Nebraska. Okay. And I'm going to go through these, and I want you to tell me good hire, bad hire, all right? Or whatever. Or you no want to idea. Tell me. Or whatever you want to tell me. But the first name on the list is Dave Aranda. Uh, tremendous hire would bring them back to levels we haven't seen in a decade and a half. Why do you say that? Um, he just seems like the type of guy that could lead Nebraska back and get them back to their winning ways. They just... Or do not understand the infatuation with Dave Aranda. <laughs> oh, can you imagine having to cover that guy? I think that's that... what it is for me. I'm like, what a nightmare that would be to do coaches shows and all that kind of stuff with that personality. Just Can oh. I say this, though, about that? At this point, is Baylor a better job? No, I, that's my question. Yeah, it might be. Would you leave Baylor to go to Nebraska? I don't know. That's the question with Nebraska. Do, is there someone out there that believes they can put them back on the map? Or is Nebraska, unfortunately, one of those teams of the past that will never be what they once were? I don't know the answer to that, but... Baylor's in a good position, a good spot, just coming off of a conference title. They're in a position to where when OU and Texas leaves, they can maybe, along with OSU, kind of run that conference. So Baylor may be a better job at this point. And really, it doesn't matter what you do at Baylor. They will hold you in hero status. Sure, yeah. I mean, just think of some of the coaches that have coached there lately, and like Kim Mulkey. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) Uh, a lot of us still love Art Bryles. So. Art Bryles. Yeah. Uh, we love him. We love him. I don't know. That's a good question you bring up. Okay, how about this one? Matt Campbell. Uh, would be a great hire. I think that's who they're going to really push for, and I think that could be who it ends up being. If he believes that there's something there. Matt Campbell, uh, the, the question is, Freeman doesn't work out at Notre Dame, some other big jobs. He's got the opportunity for other big gigs if he wants them. So that's the question for Campbell to me. But I think that's the guy they want. Yeah. He was going to USC. Right, exactly. Lincoln jumped in front of him. Jamie Chadwell is the Coastal Carolina head coach. I'm not going to expect you to know who that is. Liam Cohen is the Rams offensive coordinator. 
Dave Doran, NC State head coach. He's done a nice job. He's done a nice job, yeah. Now, here's a guy that would be a good fit as far as style and, you know, geography and everything. Luke Fickle. Yeah, I heard someone nationally mention his name and thought that that would be a good hire. I think that, uh, yeah, it just seems like a fit. You're right. So mm-hmm. I think that would be a – if that's who they end up with, I think that they've done a good job. Josh Gaddis is Miami's offensive coordinator. He comes from the Nick Saban. Alex Grinch. No, terrible hire. Charles Huff is the Marshall head coach. He was kind that, of fun. That wasn't even a joke, really. I just don't know that Alex – I don't know. I, I don't know if I see him panning out as a head coach in the future at all, what? anywhere. I, I don't know. I, I, there are coaches that are dry and just – they're not Brent Venables, energetic, just full of energy, and I, and I get that. And there's there's coaches that are highly – Dave Aranda, you know, we keep mentioning. He's a robot. But I don't know. I just don't know that Alex Grinch is head coach material. I don't think his defenses have been good enough yet to warrant it. Well, that's probably true, too. I mean, he's off to a good start this year, but you may be right there. How many points did they give up to Stanford? 20 – what was it, 21 or 22? Charles Huff is Marshall's head coach. He was fun Saturday in that win over Notre Dame. Did you hear any of his post game or anything after the Notre Dame game? Uh yes. Yeah, he was kind of a fun. He guy. was a little high, a little happy. I'll tell you who who could win the job this week is Mickey Joseph. Very he well. He goes could. out and beats Oklahoma. They may offer him a contract That'd in the locker room. Put a statue up, yeah. He's fifty four. He's considered an elite recruiter. He's a Nebraska legend. Legend might be a bit of a strong word, but, you know. Um, Former Nebraska quarterback. Um, Coached at Langston back in the day, TJ. Yeah, he could go along. Now, uh, the next two names I'm going to give you would be home run hires. And... Not long ago, the idea of going from their current schools to Nebraska would have been a no-brainer. But now, well, I'll ask you. Chris Kleiman. I think he's a heck of that's, a coach, man. That's the guy, uh, who was it that said throw money at him the other day? Oh, Kenny Mossman. Yeah. Kenny Mossman said yeah. that's the guy. He's been in the right, right there in the central United States corridor, too, going from the Dakotas to Kansas. Yeah. Just go right back up to Nebraska. See, that's I mean, a guy that's perfect. proven, done a good job, and I do think that is that is considered an upgrade, I think. It's not, not much with what they've been, and I... I I'm really curious if anyone can get them back to the level that we want to see them at or the college football world would want to see them at. Um, It's going to be hard. But that would be an excellent hire. And it would be a job that, you know, I think is a step up. It's a step up from Kansas. Yeah, it is. It is. So, yeah, I think that would be a great hire. Um. And it's a guy familiar with, you know, the, the geography and the mm-hmm. part of the country right. and, and uh, all that kind of stuff. 
I think he's a fantastic football coach. Okay, Lance Leipold. Kansas is 2-0. and Yeah, they are. <laughs> I promise you it's a the, step up from Kansas, the, the, No, it's definitely a step, step up. I'm just I'm trying to think as if, if – is that a hire that – I mean, it may work out in the long run, and then, and then Nebraska fans are like, wow, we didn't expect that when – you're wondering hired. if there's I, enough evidence that Lance enough, Leipold knows enough, what he's doing. There's enough evidence, and that's appeasing enough for Nebraska fan. They want a big-time splash here. I don't know that they're going to get that, so it may have to be a coach like that that's going to come Sorry. in there and, and flip you got it your big-time splash in Scott Frost. Yeah, you're, you're right. Now you got to go hire the right guy. So it appears he's heading in the right direction. He's done some good things with Kansas, but I don't know if there's enough there for me to say that that's – that's the hire. Here's the guy that intrigues me. Uh, I don't think this will be the answer because he hasn't been a coach. But, you know, OU just hires assistants and it works out great. But Jim Leonard, the Wisconsin defensive coordinator, is a young rising star. And now they're coming off a loss last week, but it's not because of the defense. They didn't give up a ton of points to Washington State. But Jim Len- Leonard's going to get a head coaching job somewhere, and I think he's going to be really good. I'm not sure Nebraska is going to roll the dice on him. But, again, geographically, there's a guy that knows the Big Ten world, the upper Midwest, um, win, knows defense. He's young. He's enthusiastic. He's energetic. He's all that kind of stuff. Not a terrible name. Here's a terrible name. You ready? <laughs> Urban Meyer. Oh, a horrible name. I, I keep hearing people throw that out there, and I just think that that would be a disaster of a hire. You know why you keep hearing it thrown out there? Because Urban Meyer keeps throwing it well, out there because he likes hearing his name talked about in every maybe, coaching search. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That, maybe that, I'm interested. That's just not even a fit. Like, Urban's done great things, obviously. have been highly successful. We, we know that, but it doesn't even seem like a fit to me. Pat Narduzzi at Pitt. Um... Nebraska's a better job. Than Nebraska's Pitt. a better job right. than Pitt, yes. Right? It's yeah. hard for me to say Nebraska's a better job than a lot, but I know yeah. the history and Just I get the history. Yeah. It's yeah, but the history and is the getting support, so far like, removed that they don't care about Pitt in Pittsburgh. I know I know no. a bunch of people showed up for that first game, but once the Steelers start playing, yeah. They get moved to the back page quickly. So definitely a, a step up. So Here's and an interesting a name that's name. done some good things. Here's an interesting name just to be thrown out there. I don't think he has a chance at the job, and I'm not even sure he could. But the fact that he's getting thrown out there is interesting. Jay Norvell, one of the coolest dudes I've ever had the chance to work with. Wonderful, wonderful man. Wonderful man, wonderful family. Um, He's at Colorado State now, by the way. Splashy enough, I don't know. No, it's not. Um, Guy I that I could see getting them back. I just don't see it. No, I just don't see it. I don't think he's it. the right hire, but the fact that his name is being thrown around for mm-hmm. the Nebraska job, good on him. You know, Bill O'Brien, Alabama offensive coordinator. <sighs> Former I would NFL say, yeah, I would say Bill O'Brien is a good hire. 
if you've struck out about four or five times from yeah, some okay. names we've named. Yeah. yeah. He's down the list. <laughs> yeah. How about this one? Gary Patterson. Um, you talk about somebody riding high right now. Yeah. I think he's just going to hold out to the end of the year when he gets Sarkeesian's job and just doesn't have to move again. Is Gary going all over Austin this week singing songs about he's how good of a defensive up and coordinator down 6th he is? Street. He's playing on every street corner he can find. <laughs> Did y'all see what I did to Alabama? I tied him in knots. <laughs> Chris Peterson. I think I'm getting near the end of the list. Um, no, I don't like that at all. Why? His, Great things at Boise State. Yeah. Took Washington to the college football playoff. Sure. Still pretty young. He's 57. Right. His teeth bother me, so I just are you higher. mad at him? Are you just, mad at him for the Boise State thing? I just don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like his teeth. Huh, his okay. teeth are calling cowherd s to me. Of why are they so white and look like that? So I just no. Okay. That's a bad. It's a non teeth hire. That's a non teeth hire for dental reasons. You don't want to hire. <laughs> right. him. All right. Two more suggestions for you, and they're both very interesting. This is from the Omaha World Herald. Mark Stoops. Be a big time hire at this point with what he's done at Kentucky. I think that's, I like that name. Personality fits. Um, but boy, he's got things going really well in the SEC at Kentucky. So it's a better job. Yeah. It's a better job. Nebraska is uh, a better Nebraska's job. In a better job than Kentucky than Kentucky. But and he's, John and he's tired of John Calipari. Right. Right. And. His old buddy, Bo Pelini, uh, used to coach there. So, man, that would make life. In- Wouldn't it be fun to have Mark Stoops at Nebraska? That would be fun. That would be cool. Go hire hey, Trev. You know, when I see Trev this weekend, I'm going to suggest he hire Mark Stoops. You're going to say, hey, Trev. Hey, hey, man, it's Tobe. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. And here's the final recommendation. Another interesting name with Norman Connections, TJ. Another Nebraska alum, Zach Taylor, um, Cincinnati Bengals head coach. Now, he just went to a Super just Bowl. To I'm a not Super sure why right now he'd be leaving the Bengals, but maybe it's his dream, you know? I don't know. Uh, you can't do that on the Hills. You can't do Scott that Frost, when you've you? got a franchise quarterback. You've just been to the Super Bowl. A whole city loves you. You've reached an elite level in the National Football League. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a pretty intriguing list of candidates, none of which included Jeff Levy, which makes me very happy. So 721 in the morning. Your thoughts when we come back. You could text us, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. I'm Toby. That's TJ. This is The Ref. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment, four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Terry Saxon. Terry. 899. Back it up. 899 listing fee. That's what Terry Saxon's got. Saving you thousands of dollars on the sale of your home. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Guys, I'm a physical therapist who uses computers every day, all day, social media as well. 
ESPN out trying to watch all the last couple of weeks multiple Sooner programs such as the Huddle Coaches shows, and it will not work. And even to try to watch the game on Saturday night twice, I had to remove the app and reload it onto my Apple TV device with a house full of people waiting. You're going to have to, like, start it like, uh, oh, the um, the guy that does the uh, Don't Become Your Parents insurance commercial. You're going to be, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to be the guy that, (laughs) no, 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 that's not what you push on ESPN plus. You go here, go here, type this. I mean, I mean, listen, the problem is for me, it's incredibly easy and convenient. And so for me to understand the problems everybody's having, because everybody uses different devices and different television smart tvs and all these different things i believe you i believe that it is difficult or you're having issues and all that kind of stuff i believe you it's just hard to comprehend because it is so effortless with i have a roku tv and i'm watching espn right now every morning mr fancy with his roku tv again (laughs) every morning i wake up and i turn it on my espn app and I watch Sports Center, and then with one, a couple of punches of the button, boom! I'm on any of the Sooner shows that I want to watch. There's the ONOU channel. There, it's logical and easy. So it's really hard for me to understand why people are having such a hard time with this. But I believe you. I believe you. Just hard for me to wrap my head around it. <laughs> hey, uh, the Cardinals play last night. What's what was the score of that Cardinals game? Uh, I can vouch for TJ on the budget thing. My wife tells me that all the time. It either needs to be yearly or at the end of the month. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's see here. Wilson says, sorry, I haven't heard if I'm in or out on King of the Mountain since the Colts tied last weekend. Thanks. Wilson in Tulsa, you are still in. Made a lot of people angry yesterday with that verdict, too. I bet we made a lot of people happy, too. It probably did. Uh, you have to. This has been a long-standing rule of the mountain. Uh, you have to be beaten to be knocked off the mountain. So a tie keeps you on. So if you had the Colts or the Texans this week, which nobody had the Texans, then you are still alive. I will be posting who's in, who's out uh, to Twitter here in uh, hopefully before eight o'clock this morning. I've got it all figured up. Whole bunch of people had the Broncos last night too, Teach. So a bloodbath on the yeah! week one. Bloodbath. Uh, the way people talk about Eric Gray is the way Teddy was about Kennedy Brooks. <laughs> Teddy was not a big Kennedy Brooks guy. No. Uh, the fans against Eric Gray need to grow up and get over a mistake he made. Shame on you people. Uh, Major is the better running back, but Gray is all around biggest threat out of the backfield. What uh, Pottstown, Pennsylvania Sooner says. He's a better all around threat, I think is what he's trying to say, because he's, he's better in the receiving game. Yeah. Here's the, the, the thing that I hear. You could play them both. You could play them both. You need to play them both. That's the point. Both of them should be playing, are playing. The, the carry differential is what people want reversed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which really neither one of them had that many carries on Saturday. 
what was the one like at 11, one at five or yeah, six? something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, give Major more carries. He won't just be pretty good. He will be great, this texter says. All right. Came in from I hope so. Uh, That'd be great. Major Dad, it says here. Um, the sooner... The sooner the fans realize that when OU has two quality backs, our offense is tough to defend. Other than AD, OU has not has not a bell cow running back. Well, that kind of got him there, but I see what has he's saying. Had. Has not had. Yeah, they've they've gone more with, uh, you know, kind of of a couple of guys carrying the load. Now, I would argue last year Kennedy was pretty much the guy. Uh, Eric Gray played some, but as the year went along, Kennedy got the vast majority of the carries but yeah the p ryan mixon uh years obviously all the way back to demarco and chris brown and having two backs is a way to keep guys fresh it's a way to, it's a change of pace these two guys bring different skill sets to the table one's a power back one's a little shiftier one catches it better than the other it's good to keep the defense on their toes i like them i like the mix I like the mix Good morning. Could y'all explain the we can't play this clip stuff? I keep hearing it on the ref shows. No. No. We've been told we can't explain the clip thing either. <laughs> we have been uh, by a competitor uh, forbade from uh, playing anything that airs on the uh, Sooner Radio Network for now. So that's probably as far into it as we can go. That's right. That's right. I don't care who the starter is, but Major having 10 or so carries in two games doesn't seem right. Now, I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. Does need more carries. Um, At the expense of Gray, specifically? Or do you want to see Barnes some, too? At the expense of... All right, let's get this. Well, they so just weren't successful with it in the first half last week, which led to some of that. For me, he needs more carries by – they need to put him in there and run the ball more, I guess is what I'm saying because – but I know they had difficulty on Saturday, especially in that first half. Let's say OU runs 70 plays a game. How many of those should be run game run plays? I know we're being very general here, but you want to run it – you want it to be equal? You want to run it a little more than, they, than you throw it? What, what's the ideal for you? If they can prove to me they can run it, yes, I want – it more equal or if not a little bit more in the run game to control some things yeah okay so 40 rushes a game sure okay and then what should the uh breakdown of those 40 carries be between major gray barnes um dylan gabriel i assume you know he's gonna yeah i think, have a little bit of quarterback run i i would give five to gabriel 10 at this point to barnes until he can prove to me he can hold on to the ball um, that leaves what twenty five more carries. Yes, I would say fifteen. Marcus Major, ten. Eric Gray. Okay. Fifteen. That's twenty five, thirty five, forty. That's, that's forty. 40. Yeah, that's forty. Five for uh, uh, Gabriel, ten each for Gray and Barnes, and fifteen for Major. Again. Yes. Okay. Yes, I like it. I think I'm all right with that. If you can run the ball 40 times a game. Now, so far, they've ran it 74 times in two games. So they're averaging uh, 37 carries a game right now. 
Uh, let me see how many passes they're averaging a game. They've they've thrown it. They have thrown it seventy two times. No, no, no. They've thrown it fifty one times. And they have ran it seventy four times. So listen to me too. I just went uh, what we're fighting against here on the text line over Eric Gray because I said as long as until Barnes can prove that he can hold on to it and be reliable. So I guess what I'm saying there is then he increases his carries and then that would be removing from Gray. So <laughs> sounds like I'm saying yeah. the same thing. The text line is maybe right now they're running it fifty nine percent of the time. They've run it seventy four times, thrown it fifty one times. So you're cl- we're close to our 60% there. Major, 12 carries. Barnes, 13 carries. Gray, 26 carries. All right. I don't hate what people are saying. See if you can get, uh, see if you can reverse that a little bit. Get Major at the top of that attempts list. But every, uh, yards per carry for both are really good. Major's better than Gray, but they're both really good so far this year. We'll be back. The Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Boy, I play the uh, ding bell there, and uh, perhaps that wasn't approved. Oh, I think he's back. I think he's back. Huh. What happened? Uh, that was just a complete power outage here, I think, on my end. So I, I hit the bell ding okay. saying that was approved audio. And then you were just gone. Yeah. So I don't. That okay. was my end. That was my end. So the lawyers didn't yank us off the air. <laughs> it, it felt like it for a second, but yeah, that just <laughs> everything just went out right here. So that was kind of weird. So we're well, gonna try this out. Yeah. this is uh, Jeff Levy talking about um, Dylan Gabriel. Love how efficient he was throwing the football, obviously, and taking care of the football. I mean, those things are going to be huge, and and us moving forward the right way. But continuing to take care of the rock, man, is, again, that's where it's all going to start for us. So proud of him from that standpoint. We created some explosives. You know, I think the biggest thing is making sure we're not taking unnecessary sacks the first third and sixth of the game. Uh, Got to be better there. And then, you know, later on in, in the uh, in the first half, just not getting out of the situation where we, we end up second and 17 and ends up being a drive killer there. So, again, I think I mentioned it maybe after – after the game, but, you know, so many people want to talk about the big boys up front, you know, from a sack standpoint, and, and really all three of those, they, they didn't have anything to do with the whole line. We had a, we had a real opportunity to, to clean some things up. So great teachable moments. Um, love how he's played with great effort. He's had an incredible command. He's been really accurate. But, uh, man, just so many things to continue to improve on. All right, let's start right there because I do want to kind of give some uh, through two games grades, TJ, of the different position groups. Uh, I've got nine different categories here, okay? Uh, offense, defense, special teams, and coaching so far. So let's start with the QB. through uh, Letter grades, like we're in school, TJ, like we're in school. A, B, C, D, you can go pluses and minuses, whatever you want to do. What grade does Dylan Gabriel deserve so far? And I can give you stats if you'd like them. For me, Dylan Gabriel's a B minus. I think he's just been good enough to be above average, but hasn't been very flashy to me. I felt that he's missed some uh, guys as he goes through his progression and... 
I would say I don't have a problem with him. He's just been, he studied well enough to get a B minus. Just above the, the uh, average grade of the class. I think you're being too hard on him. Maybe I am, but maybe my my maybe I am so completely spoiled over what's been at Oklahoma for the last several years that it's hard for me well, to. He's not the last two years. Well, uh, true, true. Let me give you the numbers, and then I'm going to agree with you about one thing, and I'll okay. give you mine. So far, he's completing seventy-one percent of his passes. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. Which is great. And he has one touchdown on the ground. Mm -hmm. And really, you can't say he's put the ball anywhere close to harm's way. Like, there hasn't been a pass yet this year that I can remember that you said, well, he's lucky that didn't get picked, you know. Um, The one area, and Jeff mentioned it in this answer here, he has hung on to the ball too long a couple of times and taken some sacks that are unnecessary. But I think B minus is too hard. I think it's a solid. I would I would go A minus B plus at worst. Hmm. I think at, I think he's been very good. You want me I'll to give meet you, the stats I'll meet the you in the middle then and give him a B. I'll come off of the B minus and give him a B. What do you want to see more of out of him? Uh, more big explosive plays. I want to see him use more in the run game too. I think that's coming, but you mean with his, his own legs? with his own legs? Yes. Yeah. So you want him to throw deep more? Um. Yes. Yes. Okay. Hmm. We're gonna. What did we settle B-. on there? B-. We settled on a B. <laughs> Hard man. Running backs. Uh, as we've heard this morning and the last several mornings, this is a solid uh, C minus. Um, they are close to failing. They are not being used correctly. No, I would give them. Let me give you some numbers. Okay. okay. Averaging, uh, they are rushing the ball 196 yards per game, 5.3 yards per carry so far. That's the collective average, and that includes sack yardage in there. Um, I would give them. I'm going to go a B for the running backs. Higher than the quarterback for you? You really hate left-handed quarterbacks, man. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> okay. No. Now I would I would be harder I would be a little bit harder here. I'd probably go B minus with okay. these guys, okay. maybe even a uh C plus. The yards per carry are good and they've had a couple of spectacular moments, but for the most part it's got the run game needs to be better. All around, and I know that we're going to talk about the offensive line here coming up, but they've been—they've been—I would say they've been okay, in my opinion, with a couple right. of. Well, wow. you're right like where the, I was. I thought I was too hard on Dylan Gabriel, so I tried to give a boost to the running backs. I was actually at a C plus, so um, we'll go B minus. B minus, all right. Wide receivers or receivers, pass catchers here, and then we'll take a break and we'll continue. I'm going to give them. Marvin Mills was spectacular last game. Braden Willis as part of that was spectacular the Mm -hmm. first game. I'll give them a solid B+. The Stoops play was... The Stoops play was great. Jaleel Farouk has been kind of mysteriously absent so Mm -hmm. far. Yeah, he had the the opportunity uh, 
Did he drop one on Saturday? Was that him? Willis dropped one. Willis dropped middle. one. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm going to give him a B plus. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Marvin Mims, Mims was spectacular, Mims like I said. Mims any problems right. you would have right. because he's been uh, so great. I'm really also surprised Jaden Gibson hasn't factored in yet. I thought going into the year he would be a major part of the game plan, and he hasn't had a catch yet. So shows you what I know. All right, we'll take a break. We'll hit the O-line, the defensive side of the ball when we come back. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show. It's time to up your game with the latest in ref gear and let the world know you're part of the ref army. Visit the ref store at kref.com for hats, sweatshirts, ref branded t-shirts, and exclusive t-shirts like our Ban 11 AM kickoff shirt. Breathe if you hate Texas shirt or the brand new I'm All In Team 128 shirt. Wear what we wear and get your ref gear at kref.com today. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by RK Black, your technology solution for your small and medium-sized business right here in Oklahoma or in Kansas. Copiers, fax, printer, scanner, document management, network solutions, 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. I'll let you get back to your grades, but one uh, text here I saw in the Air Comfort Solutions text line says, I can sneeze at home and Eric Gray falls down. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> huh. uh, I don't know why I find that so funny, but I do. <laughs> uh, okay, so continue with the grade. Yes, uh, you know, okay. there's O-line. a lot of text here from our grades previously, but we can we can O-line. get to those later. Uh, I'm going to give the O line a C. I have high expectations uh, for the offensive line. I don't feel I feel like some of the grades that I've given the running backs and quarterback fall on the line a little bit. So I'm just giving them an average grade of a C. You're being too nice, I think. I'm being too nice. Yeah, I'm going D. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they've been. You very think good. that you don't think they've been just average? You're saying below average is what you're saying. I mean, maybe average in college football. Say, but below, below expectations. They're, they're not ba- good enough. They're they've played, bad. So yeah, they've played UTEP and Kent State. Uh, okay. They could, now, well, they well when you say run, that out loud, run the ball. You're right. On Kent State. You're right. I probably would drop that down into the D category. Then good point. Good point. D line. I would say A minus. B plus. Yeah, I'm going B plus. I'm going A. I think it's been the strength of the team. Been very good. Been they very lead good. the nation in tackles for loss. They're number three in the country in sacks. They've had consistent pressure on quarterbacks. They've been very good against the run. I think the D-line's been been more than good. I think they've been A-worthy. A Linebackers. Stutzman, Aguebu, White. I'm going to say they've been uh, – part of that's been really good. Deshaun White, I'm still trying to figure out, and there's been some situations that I, me not being the expert, Teddy Lehman or some others are, I'm like, was that on him or was it someone else? Right. So right. I'm going to say A minus. I don't know if it's him learning that cheetah and what's going on with it, or if that he's making up for someone else when I've seen some things. So I, I'm going to go B because uh, Stutzman 
And Aguebu have certainly, like Stutzman had a fantastic game Saturday night. Mm-hmm. 12 tackles, four tackles for loss. Aguebu has shined as well. And uh, so they have definitely flashed. I do think a lot of the problems or giving up stuff underneath in the passing game, though, falls on their shoulders, too. So um, I think there is some blame to go there as far as just, you know, knowing underneath assignments in the passing game. So I'm going to go B. I think it's been uh, pretty good, pretty good so far. Secondary. I'm going to go. Well, they've given up some plays that I said that they shouldn't have given those. I'm going to go uh, B minus with the secondary. B, B minus. I'm going to go B plus. They have not gotten beat. They haven't given they up haven't, any. They haven't gotten beat. They haven't given up any big plays. In, nobody's gotten behind them. They've hardly even tried. They've obviously had the philosophy so far of letting them throw underneath and rally into tackle. And then when they get down in the scoring zone, you know, they're blitzing you and pushing you back and everything. So they're not giving up points. I am fine with my secondary not having guys run behind them. Now, they can be better. That's why they're not getting an A because they are completing a little too much underneath them with some soft coverage. But I love the fact that we're two games in against two teams that like to throw the ball deep. And they haven't given up a single big play. So that's good. And Billy Bowman's been really good. He's back there, too. Yes. So. so overall, the defense graded out better. That's deserved. But deservedly so, yes. They've given up 16 points mm-hmm. in two games. Been, 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 been really good. Fewest touchdowns allowed in the country. Now, it's UTEP and Kent State. But still, they've done to two teams what they should do to those two teams. So I think they've been the better side of the ball so far. All right, top of the hour break. We'll be back.